Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. The ship with black sails that's crewed by the dam. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, a Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from ScottArtis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from BlackPearlMinute.com. Thanks for joining us as we whip Minute 76 of Dead Man's Chest. Whip, whip it good. What what kind of that was like two different songs? <laughs> a it was Whip It Good or Whip It by Devo. And then you went into some other weird tune. So I don't know what you're doing over there, what songs those were, but they don't both go together. It was Whip It. That's not the whole thing. That's not how it goes. Yeah, it does. I don't even know what to do. You're gonna bet me on that? You're what's, actually What's gonna... the Whip It song? What's the tune then? Whip it. Whip it good. Next, yes, ah, you know, dude. I don't you know. You just came to your head, and you know I'm correct, and you don't want to go I there. I don't think that's true. In yeah. the previous minute, because I'm going to ignore you, Bootstrap quickly and suspiciously forgets that just a few seconds before, he generously offered to take the lashes for his son. On second thought, hell, it's not like it was Bootstrap's fault the cannon almost crushed the Dutchman's crew. Surely, he didn't let go of the rope. Why step up and take responsibility when it's just as easy to let your son take the blame? Ah, fish pirates. But don't worry, Will. Bosun won't lay a hand on you. Because this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Minute 76 begins with Bootstrap continuing to deliver the lashes to a now writhing in pain Will Turner. As Senior whips his son, Davy Jones looks on as he revels in the pain. The minute ends with Bootstrap walking and talking with Will till you end up end up like Wyvern, pointing to a crewman attached to the hull of the Flying Dutchman. Once you've sworn a note to the Dutchman, there's no leaving. dot dot dot. No living. No leaving. Leavens. It's like Hotel California. Leavens on a jet plane. What? The Dutchman. I really, I don't want to have to, see, you, it's like you throwing me under the bus out here for this beloved song, because I hate that song. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's like. I don't know why, I just can't stand it anymore. I've heard it so many times that it's now so overplayed that I can't even deal with it anymore. And you threw me under the bus by bringing it up. I didn't. I just You knew said. my anger would boil over and I had to mention something. I just said it's like Hotel California. That it wants to make our ears bleed? The Dutchman. No, the Dutchman is like Hotel California. I don't even know what's going on with that. So you can't stand the song, but yet you don't know the words of it. the song. I purged it all from my mind. That's how much I had to get rid of it. Okay. I needed to make space for things like, this is the time of Captain Jack Sparrow. That's what I needed to make space for. Not Hotel California thing going on there. I was about ready to sing. You said that kind of weird. I was going to sing it, and then I decided, no, if I hate it, I shouldn't give it that honor. 
I don't know how you could do that to the Eagles. I don't know. I don't like Eagles, I guess. <laughs> this coming from a bird conservationist. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Is it me or does uh, Davy Jones seem to be enjoying the whipping a little more than he should? I have comments on Hell, that. Hell, maybe a lot more than he should. Of course you have comments. If you don't have comments on that, you, you have no eyes in your head. Okay, wait, I got to set it up. Let me just say this. This octopus captain has a fetish. <laughs> a whipping fetish. And yes, I want to claim that Internet Ignorance Award. This is a rare opportunity for you to say, wow... You get an Internet Ignorance Award. Yes, because I completely forgot about the Wild West nature of the Internet. And I typed in, like an idiot, you won't believe this. I actually go, you know what, maybe I can find some history about this whipping kind of fetish thing. So I typed in, whipping fetish. Ah! Let's just say that didn't end well. I mean, Mistress Heather, that didn't end well. Can I have another? Did that open all kinds of things up for you? For your mind? It didn't open any, so I wasn't thankfully on. I wasn't thankfully on Google Image Search. I was just on regular search. But what did you happen to read? The, all the top <laughs> listings had things to do with like pornography. Let's just say those were the top listings. And dare I not click on those? It's probably a good thing. Plus, then I could just see Amazon then trying to sell me whips later on when I go shopping online. Very true. S and M gear for some, you, Scott. Some gag balls. <laughs> what are you doing here? Really? Maybe some chains. <laughs> well, that's what happened. So now Amazon is going to be soliciting those kinds of purchases from me. Get a little zipper mask. Oh my god! Going on a yeah. zipper mask? Huh? Yeah. Hey, something like that. Davy Jones is really into the pain here, though. Do you? Okay. Anyways, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted with the dog by the dog. <laughs> Got some drama going on there, okay. <laughs> I don't get the feeling he's enjoying this. Davy Jones? Yeah. Really? Yeah. His facial expressions don't look like joy to me. They look more like English. Really? Or like he's experienced this before. Or Why are he's... you out of breath? Are you dying over there? I ran up the stairs. Or... <laughs> this lady's some grog, quick. Or that he has experienced this before. Or that, like, he has, he feels the pain between the two. He feels the pain that Bootstrap is going through to have to do this to his son. That's insane, though, because I completely read it different than that. Really? Yeah. I completely read it different than that. I mean, like, polar opposite. Really? You. Yeah. In my notes, I have Davy Jones is really into the pain here. That's weird. That's like a direct quote from my notes. That's weird. There. Yeah, he's got all the details. Though. The evidence is all over his face. No. The close-up. pain. The of... quivering lip. The focused eyes. I mean, this is like an yeah. incredible tie to the pipe organ scene a few minutes back. Uh, no. He's this... just like reveling in it. He's just like. No. And I'm making now facial expressions trying <laughs> to sell it to Heather here. This is going to have to go to the audience because I'm. I don't think it's pleasure. I think it's pain. No, it is. It is the pleasure from seeing this happen. I don't think so because he. This is okay. We had the emotionally damaged Davy back in the cabin. There, he's playing the organ. The emotion pouring out while he makes like gentle, sweet music with himself in the cabin. Okay. Yeah. Now 
the emotion gets bottled up when he's out in public, say, when he's hanging with the crew. So he puts on like his brave face, so to speak. And he really gets into the idea that he's in pain, so everyone else should be equally tortured. He's got issues, yeah, but he's liking this. I get the sense that he's actually enjoying this. Just like, you know what it reminds me of? I'm now going to have to drop another reference here. This is exactly like almost a spitting image Bootstrap Bill Turner? (laughs) Yeah. This is a spitting image of Bootstrap Bill. No. Of Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. When he's sitting there thinking about having a little uh, long pork with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. And he goes, that's what's going on here. I do it better. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I know. You're the... You and Hannibal Lecter, you're like uh, one unit. That's what I get. The enjoyment of it. The torturous enjoyment of it. That's what's going on. I'm getting the complete opposite. I'm getting pain. We can take it to the audience and see. Yeah. But we can also review it again. And when you look at it, you'll see it just in his eyes. He is just going to town on it. I've looked at it multiple times. This is S&M Octopus Man as like nothing else can happen here. This is what he does. This is what he's into. He's a jolly... He's got a, what, a jolly holiday with uh, Will here going on. It's a holly jolly... What is that? A holly jolliday? A jolly holiday? It's a jolly holiday with Mary. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. Anyways, yeah. There you go. No. That's what's going on there. I don't agree. It's a jolly whipping holiday. I don't agree. I'm telling you. I'm getting pain. I don't think so. Yeah, okay. There is pain there, but he gets enjoyment of sharing that pain with everybody else. That's why he does all this. He's now become so, uh, what is the word, what would be like the word, hardened to pain or now, it's like he's got to up the ante every time now with the pain thing. That's what it is. Telling you, that's, that's my read on it. Okay. We'll take a poll. We'll set up a poll. Set up a bloody poll. See what people say. A pool or a pole? Pole. Pool is a whole different topic. (laughs) Not sure we really have to talk much about this, though. But there is, like, some stuff in this minute where we get the details about, like, what it means to be in service of the Dutchman. What? Nothing. Why'd you give me the look, then? You know, the 100 years before the mast. Yeah. Some poetry there. Lose who you were bit by bit. Turn into coral bit by bit. Or sea creatures. There you go. Because once you've sworn an oath to the Dutchman, there's no leaving. Leaving because of the dot, dot, dot. Got to leave in the G off. But what's great about the details is it gives us a sense of the trickery of Davy Jones. A bit of a gin. It's that genie concept mm. we've talked about before. The sinister genie. I'm not talking I dream a genie thing here. Because he's basically giving all the people their souls. Okay, let's just say that. He's giving their souls. He's allowing them to live, basically. Yeah, but oh, it's a one-way ticket. That's not where I'm going with this. Because it's a one-way ticket aboard the Dutchman with practically no chance of escape for these guys. Okay? Wyvern. Wyvern, I think it is, actually. Wyvern. Wyvern. It's not... No, I don't think the R is pronounced from what I've seen. But that's according to Oxford English Dictionary. Wyvern. Okay, I'll take Wyvern. Wyvern. Okay. We'll go Wyvern. Anyways. Now, look at You've completely derailed me. Now i got to try and, (laughs) like, think back to what the hell I was saying, but... Like, Wyvern is the perfect example of this genie scenarios thing. 
Because bit by bit they lose themselves and become part of the ship over the course of their servitude, right? Yeah. Who knows how long Wyvern has been aboard? Less than 100 years. Okay, more than 100 years. That's not the point. Or the point is that this is like Jones's trick. Before your 100 years are up, you've gotten to a point where you don't even know who you are anymore. Mm. Why you're there. And that you can even leave. You don't even know that you can even leave anymore. So your soul gets ingrained and Davy wins because no one ever actually ends up leaving. Their souls are his forever. Maybe that's the price. That's the price is like not actually dying or being transported to the afterlife. It's that you lose who you are in 100 years or before 100 years. Right. And after that, it doesn't matter because your soul is eternally stuck then. 100 years in... It's like... Okay, so for 100 years, you know you're kind of in hell in this servitude on the Dutchman. Right. The rest of eternity, you just don't know. You can't even comprehend that. You don't know that you're just stuck there. Hmm. So that's the point. He says 100 years. Yeah, you're there. The rest of it, you don't even know. You have no clue. So you're saying David Jones is a soul collector. Yeah, he's a soul collector. He just puts him on a ship. Look at uh, poor Wyvern. It's like, uh, yeah, 100... Wyvins on the wall, 100 wyvins of men. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, he's there stuck. So that that's what I'm thinking. It's kind of my thoughts on that whole process. Yeah. Kind of switching back to our details, though. We get a bit of the below the main deck scene here. Yep. Kind of great set design and production for sure. Love the interior shots here of the Dutchman. It's I really like awesome. the mossy stuff hanging from the right above where Will and... Pops is walk are Pops. walking under. I had to look at that again because it almost the way the lighting was hitting it was kind of shimmering off that. Uh huh. Made it look like fiber optic stuff there. Oh yeah. I was wondering what that was supposed to be. It's probably just the mossy stuff. Probably. Unless you think they had fiber optics in this day and age. No, but I was wondering if it was supposed to be lit up though, or if it was just lighting. If there was some kind of bioluminescent thing going on. Uh. That's all. Also, I. Uh, Get a decent shot of Wyvern. Although, not like we do possibly in the next minute or so. But anyways. Spoiler alert! He's one hell of a character, though. Not necessarily him, but his look. It's like CG spectacular yeah. going on there. I thought Davy Jones looked cool. He actually looks really cool. Can't wait to it's, talk about it's him. It's better in the next minute. Yeah. it's not much backstory on Wyvern since I brought him up. When I say that, basically none at all. He's a woody enigma. I'll just call him that. <laughs> You know, he's stuck on the ship. Merged with the whole of the ship. Calcium enigma. Calcium enigma. He's coral. Are you sure he's he has some coral properties, but he looks wooden. He's a little above. Okay. He's portrayed by the late John Boswell. Oh. Yeah, an English actor who gave it his first go in 1970 for really? the whole acting thing. What did he do? A lot of British TV stuff. Oh, okay. Most of his roles were kind of in the UK TV series thing. Oh, okay. He was in the famous, or maybe I should say infamous, infamous. That's more than famous, according to... Oh, man. Three Amigos. <laughs> you almost lost that one. It's no, like one I of your gonna, most favorite movies. I was going A, one of my most favorite movies, how dare you. It is. B, I was going to actually name the character, but I didn't. because What's his name? Well, there's Ned Needlender. Dusty Bottoms, and the Steve Martin character I can't think of right now. And that was why I kind of paused. Damn it. Now, shh. We're not even going to go into that. Anyways, uh, John Boswell, 
like I said, the infamous 1984, you know, Big Brother's watching that movie. It's also in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which has a connection to Disney. But nothing of equal notoriety, though, worth mentioning, though. Is he related to the Happy Days guy? No. Oh. I'm trying to think of who that is. The dad. I know, but I can't think of his name right now. I'm just on a loss of names right now. Yeah, but no. Well, no, he's not related. Who is that guy? Damn it. Why would you bring that up? Tom Boswell? Tom is good, yes. Uh, I can't think of it. Can't pull it up. It's close to that. But it's not, when I say not like a notoriety worth mentioning, I mean, it's not to say he didn't have a fruitful career. It's not that it's just relevant to us here, you know, with the pirates thing and all. Yeah. So that's why. The one TV series that did catch my eye from him, though, had an interesting name. It was Tom Bosley, by the way. Bosley, thank you. Anyways, uh, Drop the Dead Donkey. Drop the Dead Donkey? Yeah. But when you dive into the plot, it's excitement dwindles. Oh. It's like a political satire about TV news company. It's like, come on! Tease us with a title like Drop the Dead Donkey, then hit us with a news company satire? Damn you guys, what the hell's with that? (laughs) Anyways, uh, Wyvern is also the name of a mythological, or mythical, winged creature, like a dragon. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's a cool name then. Exactly. That's the name you'd want. That's what I thought. Specifically, a legendary creature with a dragon's head and wings, a reptilian body, Two legs and a tail often ending in a diamond or arrow-shaped tip. Huh. There's a sea-dwelling variant as well, and it's dubbed the Sea Wyvern. has a fish tail in place of a barbed dragon's tail. And I'd venture to say you've probably actually seen this creature. It seems familiar. Maybe in Harry Potter. You just don't know its name. But no, I don't... Harry Potter. No. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a rather iconic mythological creature, though. It's also used frequently in heraldry. You know, like the English coat of arms stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, you see like the dra- or yep. the lions and stuff, so it's kind of in that realm. But, uh, you know, we could go down the heraldry rabbit hole like we've done in the past. Somebody got stuck on it when we were just first starting <laughs> out. Uh, I've learned a lot since then, kind of. Yeah, how much of that do you remember? <laughs> I remember all of it. Or we can get the hell back on track with really bad eggs, unless you have something else to talk about. I just wanted to mention that... Um, Bill and, or Will and Bootstrap here. Yeah. They, Will is extremely angry at his dad for beating him, basically. Well, hell, did you see his back? But then he turns around mighty quickly when he explains why he did it. Yeah, that was, okay. That's probably something we should scrutinize a little bit. Because he does come back from that fairly quickly. And then they have like a father and son walk down the corridor there. Which is a little weird. Well, no, I I kind of thought it was good because it... Really? It, yeah. Why are we so polar opposites today? I don't know. Damn it. Because I thought that after his dad explained, Will was very understanding of the situation. Yeah, but I think he was a little too reboundy, if that's a word. I don't know. He'd be in pain from that back well, stuff. Well, he would, He's but... not acting much in pain, A. Well, yeah, the cut, that's the true. Whip, Slashes on his back were brutal. And he comes back pretty quickly when his dad says that. And then they almost like do a handhold stroll down (laughs) Dutchman's lane there. (laughs) Yeah. That was a little too lovey-dovey. Yeah. As opposed to just give me my space and we can tell a story here. But not hold hands. Not give piggyback rides down there. We weren't there. holding hands or giving piggyback rides. I'm just saying. It, was, a, it was quite a turnaround, though. Because he was really pissed off and then he turned around really quickly. He did. 
because he's a very accepting son. Even if that's the case, a normal human, I know you're not, most of us aren't super powered like Will Turner here. Must be the whole blacksmith thing. But you would still have that animosity. You can't turn off that anger that quickly and be okay with it. Maybe he's not an angry man. Well, I can't relate to that. I know. But he would still have, you might understand what's going on, but there's still going to be that anger boiling through. Because his dad was saving Showing him. through. Just because the bosun is known to cleave flesh off bone. Yeah. Which isn't a good picture to no. paint. No. Would you rather your dad whip you a little than have the bosun cleave your flesh off your bones? I don't know. Let me think about that. Okay. So that's all I can say with that. It was a quick turnaround. Let's okay. just say that. Okay. Do you have anything else then? Or... No. Okay. Really bad eggs. Really bad eggs. Yeah. And that's supposedly the bi-weekly segment where we highlight our favorite line. So what do you say? Really bad eggs? Yep. Order up. We're devils and fancy. Really bad eggs. Drink up. Be happy. Yo ho. Yo ho. Yo ho. A pirate's life for me. And really bad eggs. Okay. What's your really bad eggs nomination for the week here? I'm going with Norrington. Norrington, I presume? Yes. Okay. What? Come on then. You're going to interrupt me, man. I was going to, but now I'm not. Come on, then. Who wants some? Form an orderly line. I'll have you all, one by one. Come on, who's first? Really? So you went the risque Norrington line? Yeah, because... He was, uh, in the alley of Tortuga, soliciting he was whoever in, would he, take he, the He bait. was still in the... Oh, that's right. He was in the bar, actually. Yeah. So this is... I find this... Very fitting for Norrington. Because Norrington's a very orderly man. He needs everything in order. You know, you've seen this when Will was too rash to go after Elizabeth. Norrington was gathering all the information and where they needed to go and all this stuff, right? So he's his life is very orderly. It was orderly. And to tell them to all or, line up in an orderly fashion so that he can... Beat them all up, basically. I found very Norrington-like. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like you shocked me with your powers of observation there. And I almost don't know what to say to that, except I think that's dead on. Because you're right. Norrington was this prim, proper, by-the-book kind of guy. Did things in order. And now he's asking everybody to kind of line up. Which, there's a play on that. I mean, it's obvious, you know, that's kind of has a double meaning to it, to, to a point. But the idea that Norrington is still present within this disheveled shell right. that he is. So he's still actually who he was to begin with. He just needs to climb his way back out and find himself. Even though Norrington is lost, he's still in there. Exactly. Deep it's down like inside, been, uh, it's still possessed. the orderly Norrington. He's been possessed by something. Possessed by revenge and hatred. Yes. In a hurricane. That almost killed him. No, I was. I mean, the drink, the hurricane, because oh. he's obviously drunk. Mine comes from minute 69 and was a must to include. I have to confess I even wanted to make sure you didn't choose it as well. Sometimes we have kind of the same quotes, but to ensure a little spicy variety, I did double check this time just to make sure. Because anyways, uh, minute 69, Norrington meets Gibbs at the recruiting table there. Uh Uh-huh. And my story is exactly the same as your story, just one chapter behind. That's like the iconic phrase from Norrington there. So I'm glad you didn't do it. And then we'd both be doing it. And we, <laughs> we already talked about it. Bit, we both picked Norrington, though. That's true. 
because Norrington is uh, cool. I know we went over it quite a bit, so I don't necessarily want to rehash all that, all that stuff we covered. But there are a lot of parallels between Gibbs and Norrington. This kind of crisscrossing of their paths, how they intersect, one up and then one's down kind of deal. Trading places in a manner of speaking. Mm -hmm. But when I think about it in this like weirdly fortune-telling way, it can be interesting with Norrington almost having like a bit of an upper hand. He sees where Gibbs is now. Hell, Jack and the Black Pearl too. And since he's a chapter behind, he can make like appropriate moves and deals with people to catch up. Because it's like he's watching from afar. He oh, sees where yeah. they're going. Now he can actually make those deals to put him back in the command position. Right. So that's why I thought that was interesting. It's also kind of this uh, existential look. And then there's this, like I said, the trading places scenario. The swapping of luck and life choices kind of thing, which... We discussed the last time, so I don't really want to get into that. But it's like how Norrington is where Gibbs was in Curse of the Black Pearl. Turns out in a pig pen. You know? Yeah. Or maybe more of a muddy lean-to because it's not really a pen. <laughs> it's kind of open. Yeah. So that's it for me. Okay. A bloody muddy lean-to for Norrington. Bloody muddy now. Yeah, bloody muddy. Okay. Bloody because of Will's back injuries. Thanks to his dad. Oh, that's... Whipping. No, thanks to... I said thanks to his dad. Thanks to Octopus Man. You know, Bootstrap could have... Tried a little harder to say, hey, I was the one who dropped the cannon. He knows where he's at and who they are. Okay. There's no way he, that Octopus Man was going to take that. Or Bosun, at that matter. Or Bosun. Okay. Leaving flesh from bone. That's lovely thought yeah. for the end. It's a lovely thought for the weekend. Everybody can go, ah, so glad we could end on cleaving flesh from bone. Which fits right into my wheelhouse, I must say. Gives me a little giddy. So we'll be back on Monday with Minute 77 of Dead Man's Chest. Till then, scallywags, you know what to do. Let's keep the horns swoggling and the flesh cleaving to a minimum. And the drinking to a maximum. Yeah, because you can, once you, if you do do a little bit of cleaving of flesh. If you do do? If you do do a little cleaving of flesh, have it with uh, fava beans and a nice candy. <laughs> You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, SoundCloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew Listeners Group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. Yo-ho!
a Shoutreach Media production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bilge rats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music, that's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout-out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.